Hello and welcome to Mersey Waves, a brand new podcast produced by Liverpool City Council, diving into one subject and shining a spotlight onto different aspects of Liverpool life. My name's Sarah and I'm part of the Council's communications team and I'll be dipping my toe into the city's music scene with the help of some industry experts. So just to set the scene, I am currently stood on the iconic Pierhead, which is part of the UNESCO World Heritage Site. In front of me, I can see a crowd of tourists who are all surrounding the Beatles statue, getting selfies and group photos, and they're loving that. Behind me is the Fab Cafe with pictures of the city's most famous sons adorning the walls and, of course, a Beatles soundtrack playing. I'm steps away from a Beatles story, and just down the road at the Royal Albert Dock Liverpool, there's another Beatles story. The Cavern Club is just minutes away. So you get in the picture that this is a Beatles-centric city. The Beatles are a massive part of this city's history and play a vital role in attracting tourists here. In 2016, a report commissioned by the City Council and produced by Liverpool John Moores University and the University of Liverpool found that the legacy of the Beatles is worth an incredible £81.9 million to the local economy and supports more than 2,000 jobs. In this episode, we've brought together three industry experts who are going to look at whether the phenomena that is the Beatles has hindered the city's music scene moving forward. Is it representative? Is it diverse? Will we ever see global domination again, echoing the achievements of four men in the 1960s? Will Liverpool always be striving to be top of the pops, or does our music scene have nothing left to prove? It's nice to see you all, and thanks for being part of the Mersey Waves podcast. Can you each introduce yourselves and let us know what your music credentials are? So I'm uh, Kevin McManus, uh, my job is Head of UNESCO City Music and Culture Liverpool uh, and I've just been involved in music in Liverpool since I was really young, 18. I started writing about Liverpool music for enemy when I was 18 and it's gone on since then. Uh, my name is Janice Long, um, I've been awarded for my services to music in many ways and I've been dedicated to music um, since I was a kid, uh, joined Radio Merseyside, um, was always encouraging new uh, bands to um, uh, you know, emerge and promote them and I've carried on doing that um, ever since, it's my passion, it's not a job, it's a passion. Uh, Yao Wusu of the Playmaker Group, worked in music for about 15 years and kind of always been independent and working with like big brands and you know different organizations but for this context i suppose it's my role as curator of liverpool international music festival which becomes probably the most important thing i'm gonna throw a question out there is liverpool a one-trick pony when it comes to its music scene and are we in a beatles silo i start very quickly um i think there's so much going on here at the moment and you know and Janice has already talked about how she's been passionate about it since she was a kid and I have and I think there's always really loads coming out of Liverpool and at the moment if you look there's great scenes great labels young people coming through doing amazing stuff not just in, in bands but things like Melodic Distraction the label Liverpool Audio Network doing dance music stuff great club nights that are, that are emerging and then the given I think is there's always amazing talent coming through which you know Janice can probably tell you about you know, the band she's playing at the moment and there's just loads in different scenes I think that I mean I did a series for uh, BBC Six Music called And The Beat Goes On and not dissing the Beatles at all because that is the most amazing thing you know incredible we love the Beatles but it's gone on and we've had you know the most magnificent scenes uh, since then sometimes 
they, the rest of the country or the rest of the world might not be aware of them, but that's down to record companies, A&R. It's all evolving and changing now, uh, thankfully. But talent has always, always been here and will always be here. And I think um, that we have to, you know, Kev's mentioned labels and there are so many fantastic bands around at the moment, as there have been uh, for years. But I think we need to start reflecting them more. And I think people who visit uh, this city, we need to sell those people more. And that's not forgetting the Beatles at all. I think I think the Beatles is, is always the entry point and mm. I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think no. you know, a couple of years ago we produced a, a documentary that both these guys were in called Rich Jukebox. And everywhere we went in the world any conversation could start off with the Beatles. But the Beatles I think should be used as the example of what could come out of this city. You know, the why the Beatles even existed or why they had that sound says a lot about this city as well. You know, the mix of different genres and styles. Um, and it and it obviously kickstarted something, but again, it can almost overshadow sometimes. But as well as you know the external organisations that we said about the labels, A and Rs, and media platforms, I think it's up to us to broker and make sure that when these organisations come in or when the light comes in on this city, we don't just reiterate or perpetuate the myth that this city is just about the Beatles. And you know that's the challenge. I think it's a constant challenge, and I think it's a challenge that should be at the forefront of what we're doing now because we can't just rely on that alone. Do you know what I mean? So who would you go to to sort of, you know, make that happen? We might, I, I wouldn't know where to go, but you might have ideas. Who would you say, because only the other day I was talking to Ian McNabb, and we were saying that, you know, when you look, um, and you can bring obviously bring it right up to the present day, but if you look after the Beatles, all of the music that you, you know you have, and even before the Beatles, yeah, actually, yeah, like yeah. Billy Fury and what yeah. have you. Um, but if you look, you know, the Frankie goes to Hollywood, were mega, yeah. OMD, mega, China Crisis. You know, I could go on and on and on. Bunny Men have still got huge. Bunny Men still touring. Yeah. Every time I look at where they're touring, sold out in the states. Sold yeah. out, sold out, sold out. So, how can we do stuff that goes? So there was all of that, and then it's it was flowing, and it moved into this, and it moved into that, and. And, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think a lot of it's got to do with the penetration of those other stories. And I feel like we know them. And sometimes I think we share them among ourselves. Mm. But when the opportunity comes to speak to other organisations or whatever, you know, naturally they want to come and target the biggest thing. Like, and the Beatles story is the biggest. I know yeah. Kev done something recently around the, a Beatles story again, but it's how we kind of weave in. And, you know, one thing I've tried to do with Lymph, but again, it's credit to the city for having the perspective to go, let's, let's do a music festival that can kind of move on from just the Beatles legacy is I've always tried to make sure that, yeah, if you're coming because you're to Liverpool or here because of the Beatles, look at this other flagship thing that occurs and there's so many other stories that we can be weaved in between that so I think that's the challenge but I do think we've got to make sure that the power brokers so to speak are prepared to take that gamble on a different narrative yeah, no, um, yeah and I are both involved in the music board and in my my job as well that's exactly what I've been trying to say we just need to get the narrative sorted you know tell it, it come to Liverpool not just because the Beatles if you're into dance music there's great clubs here if you're exactly. into like indie music there's you know amazing bands emerging and most nights of the week there's stuff and we just need to get that message out better and uh, when we need to have our narrative sources and we need yep. to start uh, you know distributing that message and making sure through various channels making sure people 
are aware of that and why they should come to Liverpool for the current offer because it's you know I, again I think it's probably second to none at, at the moment. But if you think about even you talk about like maybe an indie band or a pop band or and we've had great success in pop, but then you look at Cream yeah. and Freebeat exactly. and Circus and how are they? Oh, they're some of the biggest electronic dance brands in the world. Yeah. They st- most of them you know their bases are still here and. Very rarely are those com- they, they mentioned in any major mm. marketing campaigns that got anything to do with the city. Do you know what I mean? I, f- I find that mind-boggling. And we've, obviously, with Lymph, we've managed to weave in, you know, certainly Circus and 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 um, Freebeat. Yeah. But it's 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 crazy. Freebeat, thirty years of excellence. You know, l- numerous top tens, and this year was their thirtieth anniversary. And r- apart from what we've done at Lymph, I don't know how much. The city celebrated that, and I think that's where sometimes people forget what greatness is already is in the city and continues to be in the city. And if you look back to the '90s, because you mentioned Cream there, um, when I was looking at um, you know surveying and doing stuff, demographics and what have you, there were two reasons that people, young people, wanted to come to Liverpool. One was Fred's weather map. And the other was well, it's Cream. <laughs> they wanted to come to Liverpool because of Cream. Well, that famous advert of the the, the girl in the in the she's graduating in a in a gown and it says I came to Liverpool for cream do you know what I mean the juxtaposition of like and it's factual you know what I mean these are stories these aren't urban myths these are facts you know people came here to go well I'll go to uni in Liverpool because I'll be able to go to nation I'll be able to go to cream do you know what I mean and again but some of these narratives maybe need to be weaved into some of the major visit Liverpool type of marketing campaigns and not just say for the music scene I agree, yeah, and, and you know, me and Janice in particular, uh, Eric's was a big thing for us, that whole punk scene, you know, exactly. you know, it was huge, the bunny man teardrop, um, you know, loads of, loads of people came out of that scene, and it was, people of my age are still really affectionate about that, and want to come back, yeah. want to see things associated with that, don't they? And the, you know, Eric's, at Cream, as I just mentioned, but they're places that people came to from all over the country, mm-hmm. and if you look, you know, there are stories to be told about Eric's, for example, you know, Pete Wiley, gets given a guitar by Joe Strummer. Pete's got no money. Joe Strummer says, don't you worry, if ever you make it, you pay me back. People would love You've to tell know me, all he, of these did things. You've got to tell me, did he pay it back? That's what I really want I to know. I do you think? <laughs> Sorry, Pete. Um, <laughs> but, you know, th- yeah. these are great stories that are true, and they need to be put somewhere. And, you know, so if mum and dad in their 70s used to go to the cavern and they want to come to Liverpool or somebody from the other side of the world was into the Beatles and they come over maybe the kids want to come as well yes they're going to love what's going on about the Beatles but they'd want to know what well, else what's on. there for them yeah 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 and but I think it's um we've got you know we're in a great position I suppose with, with that and you know we, I think the music board is 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 key as well it's it's bringing a lot of people together and going okay well let's just have a discussion about you know because there's different you know different demographics there's different generations and all that but we're all part of the same ecosystem mm. and and we know that music is the thing that unites everyone in the world you know what i mean it's not like it's it's a special it's not like skateboarding or something like it? it's it's yeah it's everything so we've got opportunity when music is so central that we can have that convo and again you know people think of liverpool and know Politically, there might be other reasons why people say people think of the football. You know, it's football and music, and the football stuff's taken care of. You know what I mean? Well, music should be our major 
market to i believe because it's still vibrant as it was it's not like it's museum based it's it's actual real life going on all the time i always remember john peel saying that um, he was in the middle of the jungle somewhere god knows why but he came across somebody who said and he had a liverpool football shirt he went ah liverpool football beatles (laughs) and that was the big thing and, but then, and then, the, but then you have, a, then you can have any conversation about yeah. the city. There's people who know, you know, even if they only know Penny Lane, they yeah. they yeah. know some of the, you know, you know, places in the city. It, it it amazes me anywhere you go in the world, anywhere you go. Well, Paul McCartney's got to be one of the most famous people in the it's world. Gotta be, it's got to be, you know, it's got to be. And it, it, but how do we, again, you know, if the, if the conversation, how do we kind of use that and not surpass it in a disrespectful way? Mm. But, you know, use that. What's the thing they used to have on coins that on the shoulder of giants? Like, that's where we should be thinking that's about music right now. Do you know what I mean? Standing on, you know, the shoulders yeah, of the Beatles and all that. <laughs> it should be. It should be our strap line because, it, we, we, you know, we've got we've to move on. And, you know, I've realised this from being someone who's of Caribbean descent. Is like, you used to have these, like, Caribbean cultural clubs all around the country and they were amazing. But what happened was when that generation started dying off, the kids weren't wanting to be involved because the narrative was never about them. Yeah, It was always about the past. And yeah. I just don't want to see the same thing happen in music. I don't want it to become, me personally, I don't want it to become a music museum where everything's talking about 60s, 70s, 80s. Just, just on that, why do you, do you think the, the only big black artists to come out of Liverpool in my lifetime are um, the Christians the real and thing. the real thing before that? Is, do you think there's, is there any reason why there hasn't been more? I think that that reflection, I think it's always an interesting one, is more about society than it is about the music industry per se. Like, the music industry is going to go with whoever sells records. Yeah. So the real thing and the Christians both had big records. And, you know, but I do think there's some infrastructure issues and showcase issues on the, on the ground that lead to it. You know, so I'll take, you know, I'll throw example like Mike Lowry and, Mike Lowry performed at Lymph in 2019. I know just because of the makeup and the sound of their music, they wouldn't get to perform at any other festival in this city. So, so where's those indie rock bands that would probably get to perform a plethora of them as yeah. well as Lymph? So it's it's how we continue to make sure there's opportunities. Now, I'm not saying that this should be any segregated opportunities, never, ever. But I'm just saying, you know, you're not going to see a change with that. Or young females coming through music until we have some, you know, a, a more opportunities and, and that once again goes to who's in power, who's booking these things, who's, whose skills are developed. It's, you know, it's a real thing and it's not just Liverpool. This isn't, you know, this isn't international. You, the, uh, but, you know, the platforms, uh, where, where do they get the, how do they get the music out there? I mean, you, no disrespect, but you're not going to send it to Radio Merseyside, are you? Or no, Radio true, City, yeah. or was it, you know what I mean? So, we need to make those places available for any denomination but, it, but it's a wider issue because if you look at like, even you'll know this more than anyone, Janice, is like BBC. So you go, if you if you were doing black music, so say you can't really get much traction at BBC Mayside, you go to One Extra. Yeah, yeah. After One Extra, because there's no um, age development plan out of One Extra. So when you get to 35, you don't really listen to One Extra. You don't understand the language. You don't understand the music. <laughs> but you can't really go to six. You can't really go to two. But if you started at Radio 1, you could go to 6 and you could go to 2, depending on what you're... If you're more mainstream, you could go to a 2. If you're more niche and edgy, you go to a 6. No, for instance, you know, just yeah, yeah. just on a really broad <coughs> thing. So when you talk about progression, it's not just the city that has the problem with certain types of music. 
it's it's a wider structural issue which you know you always hope the internet would would balance but the internet was not made to balance any um what you call it any i wouldn't say discrimination but any imbalances yeah. it wasn't that's not the function of it it just means that there's opportunity but then with opportunity becomes noise isn't it so mm. it's, it's it's how and that's why i always go the power people in the powerful positions or positions of influence still need to wield some of that to make sure there's opportunity i think that even more than the the black music thing i think the biggest issue in liverpool is the, f- the opportunities for female artists you, i from. mean you've without it being a loving you've done quite a lot of that with tackling that with lymph and lymph academy haven't you? i mean a lot of the artists who've come through lymph academy it's split 50 50 probably isn't it between yeah. and on their lymph main stage and, and other stages it's splits equally between female and male isn't it and you know it's it's an example that others should probably follow yeah, I, but again, it, you know, I can only come from my my perspective. I've been put in a certain position by Liverpool City Council to do something, and to, and I can do that. But you know, when I look outside of it, it's it's so imbalanced. So it's like, it, it, you know, it, it's a it's a difficult one. But the the proof in the pudding is going to be based on success. So if a female artist comes out of this city and does amazingly well, well, all the bookers will want to look for the next female artist. Same way, if you know when. The Beatles blue or when you know OMD blue or whatever you the eyeballs come on because everyone goes that's where the money is so if Lapsley a couple of years ago yeah. done what maybe everyone thought she was going to do you probably would have seen five or six more female artists get to that level very quickly she's from coming, Liverpool she's coming back yeah. with a new record isn't she yeah you yeah and hopefully it works because it's sometimes it's bigger than and Luna, Luna come yeah. through the academy is a real she's amazing real but yeah. I said to Luna I, like I had you know honest conversation if, if the academy didn't exist would Luna have had those opportunities she's mm. had over the last two two years and she wouldn't have I can wholeheartedly say that because she was here she's 25 so when you say um, it, it, more people would come through is that because um, they're being inspired or is that because people in the industry start focusing and looking at things? I've, I think it's a bit of both. I mm. think, like, for anything to work, I think of, like, football in Brazil. You know, like, those kids who play all the time in dust, basically, mm. are inspired by the success. But also, it, it's now inbuilt. It's part of the culture. It's like you go to Walton and see kids playing football in the street. Do you know what I mean? Every day against the wall because yeah. of Liverpool and Everton's yeah. influence. It'll just be so ingrained in the culture. So I think it's a bit of, you know, people focusing. And sometimes you need that. Look at someone like Stormzy doing Glastonbury. Yeah, yeah. That'll have a trickle-on effect for 20 yeah, yeah. years in this in this country. Never mind the music industry in this country. So it's 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 a little bit of, you know, a little bit of both, I, I think. In terms of the music board, how do we avoid that becoming a talking shop? Um, it's a good question, and, and I think everyone on the music board is determined that that shouldn't happen because they were knowing most people on there, people would leave. They're all people who've got on it for the right reasons and want to move things forward. I think, um, in very practical terms, uh, I've bid for some money to take things forward, and I think that will allow us to, to for some of the things we can do through lobbying and, and influencing. But some stuff you need money, and that's you know that's partly been my job is to bid for that, but. It's a passion. It's like Janice talked about. The passionate, not just about their own interests, but about Liverpool music and this wider city region music scene. And everyone wants to make sure it works. So I think there's, you know, yeah, I was on it. I'm an observer, and I think everyone's determined to try and take it forward. And and yeah, and definitely not be a talk. I mean, I, I, I won't be involved if it's a talking shop. 
Kev's, Kev's straight. <laughs> Kev, Kev's a North Ender. He doesn't. He doesn't play around. Can have you really stupid, but is it? <laughs> so the music board is. Um, it's basically it's a model that's worked in other cities around the world. Yeah, to take things forward, music like around music industry in a city is. You have a music office, which at the moment is just me, and then you're supported by a music board, which is made up of people from the industry who advise and guide and listen to bring in the, the sector views on what's needed, what the challenges are, what the opportunities are, and where money and where policy should be directed. So you'll know a lot of the characters on there. You know, there's some. It's a good mix of you know Andy from OMD is is on there, but there's you know um, we're trying to change the shape of it a bit. But there's there's representatives from all f- forms of the music community, really education, universities, uh-huh. all sorts. So if we're looking at up and coming artists. Who should we be on the lookout for at the moment? Gosh, there's so many, I, th- I think. I mean, <coughs> yeah. Lots of Podge. I absolutely love Podge. I love uh, Seatbelts, uh, Red Rum Club, um, uh, Charity um, Shop Pop, uh, uh, pff, um, Night Cafe. Uh, but look, they're all white, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, shows the music that's sent to me. You know, I get lots and lots of demos or um, stuff sent and... Um, and they're all great, but I, I would love to hear other forms. And I don't have time necessarily to root it out. I mean, I did the other day. I started investigating like 40s and 50s R&B and soul. Um, but you don't have the time, all of the time, to do that. So I, I would willingly have people send me anything and everything. All forms. I'm always going to be biased and say anyone who's involved in the Lymph Academy. So Podge, obviously, is one of our guys. T, I think, is really special. You've got people who've come through, you know, Zambolo who's done amazing things and know Janice has supported on the show mm. a couple of years back um, is it SSJ there's loads you know it, it's it's so many and I think the good thing is regardless whatever perspective you come from you could probably name 10, 11 easily before you start getting stuck and probably when we leave we'll go I know oh yeah it's a there. bunch of others and, and, and that's what's great again it's how do we help these artists cut through the noise and me and Kev had a conversation a couple of days ago and we talked about where I think things are lacking now it's not based on talent i think we're missing the songs but i think that's a broad industry thing when you talk about some of the artists you mentioned echo and the bunny man the laws you know all these are great undeniable songs beatles had songs and i just don't know if we're spending and i'm looking at myself as well in terms of what we're doing with the academy we're spending enough time on people honing the craft of song making Mm. um and how we go about doing that because a great song will live forever and and we talk about talent and we talk about we sometimes we forget the song thing we talk about aesthetic and look and style and they've got so many people and all these things that are measures of skill now but if you listen to what's played on the radio and what's synced and what songs we, we big crowd sing at Anfield or whatever wherever we you know they're great songs and I think you know without dismissing anyone you know if you're talking about talent, someone like Dave McKay might still be the best because he's probably the best songwriter who's active, you know, and, and, and you know, that shows, you know, regardless of of, of hype, it's still about the yeah, song. Yeah, no, I, I don't think we should write off, you know, yeah, Dave McKay will carry on writing great songs. I think mm. Connell is still making great records, you know. And Bill Ryder-Jones. Bill Ryder-Jones, oh, you know, there's, you know there's Mick Head's made his last Mick record, Head, is great, yeah. you know, there's still, so there's people, talent out there is still doing it, but, you know, of the current stuff, there's people like, Ali Horn, who I love. Love Ali Horn. All the, all the stuff from Eggy Records is great. You yeah. know, Bill, Bill Nixon's a good songwriter. I saw in the Jinx, I really like. Um, Mysterines, I think, are great. Mm. Uh, and then, um, you know, Chinatown Slalom, which has come out really of nowhere, cool, really. Yeah. A, a mate of mine signed them for management, and um, they're just making really interesting 
very different records than anyone else, and I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. If someone was coming to the city for the first time and they wanted to experience the city's music scene, what would your advice be? Come round to my house. <laughs> Play the collection. That is a good one. I'll, I'll have two. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be biased and say Liverpool International Music Festival because I think from the beginning, when Kev put a piece of paper in front of me and said, this is what it needs to be, I think it is a great entry point to everything. There's every genre there. It's high-class stuff. It's high-level stuff. International artists, new artists, different genres. Nice split between female. Everything that I believe you want to see and the great atmosphere of Liverpool people and Sefton Park. So I, I've, I'd always say that. I think that's the... If it's, it's a taste test, I think lymph is, is the ultimate taste test for the city. Yeah, and I think for me, I think it'd, it'd be... Uh, I think, yeah, I'd go, I'd go round to Janice's with someone, and we, and we both bore them to death with our, our Liverpool music history the last 40 years. And then we go to Lynn. Perfect. And then, <laughs> no, the after party should be in yours, actually, then, Janice. Then not. I, I think, I think, just, I think, and I, go to some of the venues, which have always got great stuff on Kitchen Street, you know, Invisible Wind Factory, Punky stuff, and Drop the Dumbbells, um, you know, North Shore for a, 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 a club night or whatever. There's on the Jacaranda really, Nuke Phase 1, I think yeah. it's incredible, because, again, having that multi tiered to venue. And get food and drink there. They have records there. They're going to build in the studio. Yeah. And all. I just think that's incredible. You mentioned incredible. Kitchen Street. I mean, that's brilliant. As well as, you know, putting Manzel and what have you. Um, Sonic Youth, look at them. They've been out on the yeah. road supporting Kylie. Yeah. You know, which yeah. is fantastic. So we have great club DJs. Uh, Camelfoot, yeah. you know, amazing. Camelfat, sorry, Camelfat um, are amazing. So. Again, no, but you know what's mad is you could have said something else. Camel, that'll be worse. And Yusef, Yusef still do. But this, but this, but this, but this is what this is what I'm saying. See, you can get we can get rolling, and we've named multiple things there. And again, Liverpool's quite compact as a city, so you could probably witness experience most of these within an evening yeah. without even having to take a taxi. Yeah, cheap. And then all back to Janice's. All back to Janice's. <laughs> <laughs> But we ultimately still love and value the Beatles. Of course. Yes. There's a Beatles song for every occasion. You can't can't deny greatness, can you? And it would be silly. We'll be cutting our noses off the spot. You know what I mean? Sweat our face to say the Beatles aren't excellent and the measure of success for a lot of, you know, even today. And and worth over 100 million of GBA to the city every year and increasing, you know, loads of jobs dependent on it. So... It's a, it's it's a, it's an integral part of the city. One one question I've got to ask: Can I ask this? One question I've got to ask to you, to both of you because you both either witnessed the back end of a great movement or been a part of great scenes. Will we ever have that again? Will we ever have what happened with Merseybeat the sixties? What happened in the eighties? What happened in the late nineties? Do you think you'll have a wave where this city becomes musically? Reality, not what we're trying to tell people, but in reality, is this hotbed where both industry and people, audiences, because that's always important, are actually turned on like that. I think it's just hard because of all the multiple the channels and stuff around now. I mean, the stuff that like there's interesting little scenes in in some of those venues you just mentioned, and the people like Eggy Records and Skeleton Key doing great things, Eggy Records Collective doing, you know, like really mad and interesting stuff. Um, I don't know, I think the last one I was sort of part of was probably. The bandwagon night at the Zanzibar, and when Coral and Zusons and all came out of that, I mean, I, it's just—I think it's just difficult now because scenes are so fragmented and there's so many different channels. 
I mean, I'll, I don't think we'll ever, ever get that moment where when I was a kid, you went into Woolies and you bought a plastic Beatles guitar and a plastic <laughs> Beatles wig, you know, as a kid. Um, that's never, go- you're never going to run out and, yeah. you know, buy a Red Rum Club wig or you know, guitar. Because it was at that level, it yeah. was absolutely huge. But I would say that so the 80s, huge. I mean, you know, if you look at Top of the Pops, there wasn't a moment when a Liverpool band wasn't all, all was, the time. was that was that the last apex then do you think or was this your last maybe it was kind, because you know? I felt part of that scene I was you living, on you. <laughs> yeah um and, <laughs> um and I have felt part of other scenes but that was I think because everybody seemed to be from Liverpool yeah great days it was yeah. uh, but w- was that due to the success of them so it wasn't just the amount of people making music it was because of the you know you talk about top of the post being probably the biggest platform there was in always the a kind of crisis wasn't there? there was always um i mean teardrops aren't liverpool but we associate them with there was the bunny man yeah. uh china i did say china but it went on and on it was always frankie goes to hollywood even um, mcnab was on with the ice cream yeah mcnab yeah it was just constant will it happen again i i it's think different. i think it's whatever the context is that whether it's a playlist whether it's Spotify and we've got the top New Music Fridays all Liverpool but will we get to that I place I think again? Liverpool's got more chance than any other UK city are yeah. doing that I just think it's it's if it's going to happen anywhere it's here because they're, they're just it's always happening we should end the podcast right there that's, that's the that's the end line thanks guys appreciate it it makes sense to finish this episode with a track from one of the rising stars that we've talked about Luna rightly earned her position as one of Limp Academy's top 20 artists for 2016-17. With her unique vocal style, she's making her mark on the industry, playing at gigs up and down the country and getting national radio play. This is her gorgeous track, 5am. I don't recognise myself anymore took off my shoes at the door Didn't mean to tread mud into your floor But isn't that what you want us for Am I still that stranger of your dream Or can you see Tearing at my seat Didn't want to let you this far in Cause at my core I'm still rotten
Or is it just too easy? Now that I'm yours